this week is very special because it's my birthday. Therefore, I get to talk about something I want, which is poop. And I know it's very, it's a very odd thing for one to want to discuss, but animal poop is crazy and wonderfully weird and a perfect topic for this show. Now, if you at home would like to learn more about any animal topic or a type of animal, then please reach out. You can find ways to reach me in the episode description. And please do reach out. Because even though there are a bunch of animals out there, and usually I just pick whatever one I really want to talk about that week, I would love to talk about one that you want to learn about. So please let me know. But for today, it's my turn because it's my birthday, and we're talking about poop, shit, crap, guano, doo-doo, caca, fecal, excrement, logs, duty, dung, feces, BM, waste, stool, deuce, poo, discharge, defecation, and of course, scat. Not that kind of scat. However you choose to say the word, we all do it, and we all know what it is. And myself, I'm Deidre, by the way, who worked with many different animals over my decade-long zookeeping career, I got to experience the wonderfully weird world of poop in all its beautiful shapes, sizes, forms, and yes, even smells. Some of the best-smelling poop, in my opinion, are horses. Now, this, of course, is excluding those tiny invertebrates I also worked with, like tarantulas, whose waist just looks like tiny white chalky smudges and hardly had a smell at all. Then again, this could be due to the fact that, compared to a tarantula, I'm really big, so might not be able to experience the true stench that is their odor. Luckily for you, this is a podcast, so you don't actually have to smell any of these animals' poop or urine that we'll most certainly be discussing. But don't worry, because in some cases, I might actually just describe what it smells like. And it'll be as if you're opening one of those wonderful children's books with endless scratch-and-sniff sections for your nose just to take in. So, without further ado, let's find the weirdest piece of shit and investigate. Wombat. Wombats are weird in their own way, as is everything from Australia. They are marsupials, and that's weird. They look like a child's drawing of a generic animal with fur, something between a miniature fat bear, marmot, and a dirty koala. I mean, what even is a wombat? They're even weird when it comes to being a marsupial. Like, they don't hop around like kangaroos, and they have teeth like a rodent, and they don't climb trees like opossums or koalas. Instead, this weirdo digs. Marsupials are their own kind of weird, but wombats might be one of the weirdest of weird marsupials. Not just because of their choice to live underground, but because of their poop. Most of you might already know this, but wombat's excrement comes out as a cube. I mean, more like a spherical cube, but (laughs) we'll say cube because that's what the world says. (laughs) What is going on inside that ass? Technically, it's not the ass, it's the intestines. Uh, But let's start at the beginning. Wombats are herbivores. They eat plants, which might help explain why they don't need a lot of water. Fun fact, a wombat can go years without drinking any water. But then again, they're still getting water from all the plants they eat, so they don't need to get a water bottle out so to measure how much they guzzle down so to prevent kidney stones. You know, like us. There are actually three species of wombats. The common, and there are also two species of hairy-nosed wombats. 
The difference is where they live, as well as their habitat, which actually helps to dictate their diet. Well, I mean, they're still herbivores, regardless of it's a common or a hairy nose. The, the common wombat, for example, lives in a more moist environment versus the hairy-nosed who are in a drier habitat. But both poop in cubes. And the secret is in their intestines. Our poop is hard. I mean, solid. It's solid. I mean, it should be solid. If not, then you should consult your doctor or dietitian. But it's in our large intestines and colon where water is absorbed from the poop and into our body. This is where your poop gets firm. In the total process of eating, to shitting, it takes us about 36 hours, but really anywhere from two to five days, depending on individual and the food being eaten. But it only takes about six to eight hours for that cookie you shove into your mouth to make it past the stomach and into the intestines. Small intestines, I should say. Meaning, the rest of that time, it's in the large intestines, working on fulfilling its purpose in hopes that one day it will become a wonderful, beautiful pile of poo. Wombats aren't like that. They have a slow metabolism. So slow that not only can they go a long time without water, but they also don't have to eat every day. Where our full digestion process takes about two to five days, theirs can take two weeks. But don't think that means they only poop every two weeks. I mean, they aren't snakes. No, no, no. They're mammals. They're wombats. They're marsupials. Because, yes, they can go a day or two without eating, but they don't unless they have to. They are grazers, and they're grazing pretty consistently. And because of that, their digestion, although slow, is still pushing out quite a bit of shit. One wombat can release 100 charcoal-shaped turds a day. 100! But why is it a cube? Well, the why is somewhat hard to answer. I mean, it could be to stack better so to help mark their territory or so they don't roll away, but we don't really know. They are the only weirdos that poop like this. But recently, as in within the last five years, scientists have learned how they poop a cube. And <laughs> the way they learned this is pretty weird. They learned this by putting balloons in the intestines of wombats. Dead wombats! I should, I should clarify that. They were dead and they did not kill them, okay? They were already dead. They were like roadkill. Okay, think of it like, a, like an organ donor. Science, that's, that's what... You can be an organ donor so they can put balloons up your intestines after you die too, okay? Scientists are not evil clowns who murder wombats by shoving balloons up animals' asses. No, no, no. This was science and it was approved because they were already dead and... Yeah. However, though, through this odd way of research, the scientists were actually able to determine that one, it is the very last part of their intestines where the firming of the poo and shaping occur, you know, into that cube shape. And two, the muscles of how the intestines move are different. All right, so think about poop, like your poop. Think of the best looking shit you've ever taken. Like we've all been there, right? And don't make it weird. We all look at our shit. That's how you know if you're healthy. Our poop is cylindrical because our sides of our intestines move as it pushes the food down. And because of that, we get that wondrous shape you see in the toilet. For wombats, their intestines' walls don't all move. Some are very stretchy, while others aren't. Because of this, it shapes their poop into the cube as we know it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is wombat poop. But 
there's more. Scientific names are hard. Like that time you spent 30 minutes on the toilet because you decided that water was only for the fishes. <laughs> Reading scientific names is hard. This is a fun segment where I suffer and you guys can laugh at my expense. I asked my roommate Emily to write down the scientific names of animals that we discuss and I attempt to read them out loud. And <laughs> I may sound all pretty right now, but just wait until I read words I'm not used to reading. Let's get started. We will start with the common wombat. Vompatus ursinus. Vompatus ursinus. Next, we have the northern hairy-nosed wombat. <laughs> Lacerhinus curfty? Curfty. Curfty. Lacerhinus curfty. Finally, we have the southern hairy-nosed wombat. This is almost exactly the same. Laugh. Lassorhundus latifordens. Communication. We're moving on from specifically talking about wombat poop to the fact that many animals, including the wombat, will use their poop to communicate. Imagine that instead of having a ring doorbell with a camera or a beware of dog sign to keep back thieves, you instead went Old Testament style and smeared shit on the front door. Now, of course, in the Old Testament, it was sheep blood to keep back the shadow people from murdering their firstborn child, but it's almost just as disgusting as the scene I just described. Many animals, like wombats, use their poop to say something. Whether it's rhinos getting the latest gossip from sniffing a fresh pile of their girlfriend's shit, burrowing owls telling bugs to come near only to eat them, or even your dog. Hell, it's not just poop that's a form of communication, it's also urine. Male giraffes will taste the female's urine to see if she's ovulating. Rats will leave behind different chemical scents in their piss to warn other rats if there's danger or if it's safe. And again, even your dog will pee on every single thing and everything that smells like another dog just to mark their territory. One such animal, a small, tiny thing with zebra stripes down its back and black spots over its orange head, has a very unusual way to keep from getting eaten. Allow me to introduce to you the potato beetle. Specifically, the Colorado potato beetle, who, as you can guess, is native to the state of Colorado in the United States, but has spread to other parts of America and even Europe and Asia, possibly due to one very odd behavior that their larvae do. Hey there, parents at home. Have you ever wondered why your newborn infant has just spread and covered their entire body with their own excrement? Well, perhaps your baby is nervous. Perhaps they sense a predator lurking nearby. If so, don't be afraid as your newborn has fallen under the teachings of the Colorado Potato Beetle. And you can too. Originally reserved for beetle larvae, your baby too can protect itself from predators with this easy to follow and free to produce product. Beetle Poop Lotion. Keeping infants and larvae alive for centuries, at least. That's right, the larvae of this cute beetle stays alive by smelling like its own shit. And obviously, it's been doing the job. Now, I do not advise you to do this yourself as we humans don't have a giant predators to try to fool. But if you do choose to smear some shit on uh, your screen door, that's entirely up to you and the design that you're going for in your home. Poop has many wonderful uses, triggering predators, sending a message, making rooms so that you can continue to eat more food. It's a wonder we don't talk more about poop. 
and the miracle that it is. But there are other uses. There are a number of bird species that utilize their waste, and I'm including uric acid in this. As for birds, they don't have a poo and a pee hole. They simply have one hole. The hole of wonder! The cloaca. So when they do go to the bathroom, it's all coming out as one. Before we get into the details of these birds and their weirdly wonderful excrement tail, let's take a moment to learn about bird poop. Time to learn! When we hear bird poop, we think of that white sploosh. But technically, the white part is more like their urine, and even though it's not urine, it's technically nitrogenous waste or uric acid that comes out as that white paste. But if you look in that white dropping, and you can bet your ass that I have looked very closely at a lot of droppings, including birds, you will find that it's not just white. In that somewhat middle of that white sploosh is a blackish, brownish, grainy, wet mess. That's the poop. Fun fact, the reason why bird poop is white is because for flighted birds, they fly, meaning they don't want any extra weight keeping them on the ground. So their body simply doesn't hold as much water as we do. Think about your pee. Most of it is water. I mean, depending on how yellow it is, that's also why you see birds take a shit before taking off. They're literally lightening the load. Just because bird poop doesn't hold as much liquid as humans doesn't mean that it's dry. I mean, we have all been a victim of a drive-by bird pooping before, right? Whether it's on your car, your driveway, or if you've ever used your fast reflexes and caught bird poop straight out of the air. Is that just me? No, I mean, I'm not crazy or gross. It's not like it was some random bird. I was at the news studio for the zoo with a bird, and I didn't want the bird poop to ruin their carpet, so, so I caught it. You can't tell me that that's not skill. Anyways, we're all familiar with the texture of bird poop. It's wet. And things that are wet dries up. Scientifically speaking, that's called evaporation. True. We'll talk about two types of birds, storks and vultures. Why? Well, some of you might be ahead of me on this. You see, these two birds are known for defecating on their legs. And some of you might have done this as a child, you know, forgetting about bladders and to how toilets work, or from laughing too hard, or even getting the piss scared out of you. But these birds are voluntarily peeing on their legs. Why? Well, let's take a quick side trip back to Australia to learn about kangaroos. And trust me, this is related. Australia is a hot and warm place. Too hot for some. Summers can be excruciating. Most people go inside with air conditioning to cool off, while small critters will burrow underground. But not the kangaroos. When they get hot, they simply lick their forearms. Then, as the air around them heats up, it evaporates the water from their arms, thereby cooling the arms of the kangaroo, including the blood in their veins of those arms. Then that cool blood circulates, helping to cool the kangaroo down. With this story of the kangaroo's saliva-covered arms, I'm hoping you can sort out why storks and vultures piss on their legs. But the thing is, how does evaporation on the kangaroo's saliva, or evaporation of those birds peeing, cool them off? Well, it works the same way your sweat does. When you work out, or I mean, if you ever work out, your body is creating heat. 
your body naturally responds by wanting to cool you down. Therefore, you sweat. Birds and kangaroos don't sweat, which is why they have these weird and gross alternatives. But how does it all work? When you sweat, or a kangaroo licks its forearms, or a stork pisses on its legs, the warm air around that now wet area will evaporate some of the liquid. And when it does, it will take some of the hot temperature from your body, the kangaroo's forearm, or stork's legs with it. When that liquid leaves, and takes some of that warmer temperature that was on that body, that's what's causing the cooling. It's taking away the heat. So as gross as it is for a bird to piss or poop on their legs, there's a good reason for it. Fun fact, there's actually a term for when these storks and vultures pee or poop on their legs so to cool themselves down. And that term is urohydrosis. There are so many uses for poop. Um, I think you forgot the scientific names. Shit, I was hoping you did too. Scientific names are hard. Fine, before we move on, here are the three scientific names I forgot about. First, we have the cute Colorado potato beetle, Leptinotarsa decimlinita. Cool. Mm. Then we have the marabou stork, Leptoptilos crumernifershishne. Then we have the turkey vulture, Catharotis aura. They're your scientific names. Moving on. There are so many uses for poop, as we've learned, but there is one animal who was the ultimate champion when it comes to their use of poop. The dung beetle. Fun fact, normally when people think of the dung beetle, they think of the one from Africa, but there are in fact over 6,000 species in the world. Dung beetles are found everywhere, except Antarctica as it's just too damn cold. Just in North America alone, there are around 75 species. And, as many of us know, dung beetles are those little dudes that collect poop. Fun fact, if you're up to date on your ancient Egyptian facts or have been watching Marvel's Moon Knight, then you are familiar with an ancient dung beetle, the scarab. Double fun fact, the word scarab comes from their family name. Kingdom phylum class. Order, family genus species. And that family name is Scarabidaea. Scarab. Scarabidae. Scarabidae. Whatever. And since we're already on this ridiculous scientific name point, let's just go on with scientific names are hard. Scientific names are hard. Here is what I think is the African dung beetle, the scarab scientific name. Scarabidus. Scarer. Scarer? Scarer. But with so many dung beetles in the world, why in the hell would that many animals want poop and what the fuck do they do with it? Most of our relations of poop is attempting to get rid of it. And if you had some bad meat in that burrito, then you'll be trying a little faster than normal. But for those of you not aware of what a dung beetle is, just imagine a beetle that happens to be pushing around a ball of shit. And usually they're doing this in a handstand. They've got some very powerful legs. After all, they can move a ball of shit that's up to 50 times their own weight. Now, with that image of the shittacular animal in your mind, let's find out why poop. Don't they produce enough poop? Why would they want more? Who would ever want more poop? Well, for the African beetles, where it can get hot and dry, 
Poop is sometimes their only means for survival. Think about when we talked about those storks and vultures pooping on their legs. There's moisture in that. Even the wombats who can live in the drier areas will have some moisture in their fecal. The large mammals in Africa, like cows and elephants, produce a lot, and I mean a lot, of poop. A full-grown male African elephant can drop up to 300 pounds of poop a day. That's a lot of shit. And not all elephants, nor beetles, live in just the drier areas. I, I should point this out. But for those that do, that's when the poop becomes even more important because of the moisture that's inside of it. Wait, are you telling me that dung beetles get their water from shit? Well, technically, it's the water being stored in the shit, but yes, in a sense, they are just drinking poo juice. Oh, that's gross. Yes, it is. But that's not all. Allow me to share with you the day in the life of an African dung beetle. Elephants spend all day walking around, just eating and shitting whatever and whenever they want. And when they drop their droppings, they just remain there, as they don't have an underpaid zookeeper to clean up for them. But as the sun begins to set, dinner is served. With their wings, because yes, these dung beetles have wings, and unlike the terrifying ostrich and cassowary, they can fly. Once the sun begins to set, the beetles head out sometimes flying miles in search for the perfect piece of dung. But how does a small, tiny beetle with four tiny eyes spot its food? I'll give you a hint. It's not the eyes that are finding the poo. It's their sense of smell. Fun fact, it is thought that dung beetles will use their eyes to help navigate via the constellations, just like sailors did. And they probably smell just as nasty as them. To smell, like other insects, beetles will use their antenna which are equipped with small hair-like receptors for collecting odors. And the stinkier, the better. And usually, the fresher, the stinkier. After having found that amazingly stinky poop, the beetles flutter down and begin to create a ball. Actually, that isn't fully accurate. Hi, nerds. I'm Ashley. And it's time for Actually Actual Facts with me, Ashley. Let's start by saying that this is not actually the only way dung beetles get scat, nor is it actually the only reason. Look, there are actually over 6,000 species of dung beetles in the world, and more than 2,000 that live in Africa alone. And when you have that much variation from a family, then you can't expect them to all behave the exact same way. Like, I am nothing like my cousin Vivian, who married a slut. These little beetles actually collect fecal in many different ways. Like, sure, there's obviously the one everyone knows about who rolls the ball of fecal, but they all don't actually roll it for the same reason, let alone for one reason. Some will eat from it, others lay their eggs in it, and actually, some will roll it to their burrows to help construct their tunnels. Aside from the rollers and tunnelers, there's also, like, dwellers and stealers. And these dung beetles are actually categorized based on how they dispose of the fecal. And you just thought all these beetles simply rolled fecal around when actually, it's much more complicated than that. Animals aren't that simple. Pick up a book sometime and do your own research. This has been Actually Actual Facts with me, Ashley. Bye. Yeah, I might have been focusing a bit too much on the roller dung beetle, but that's what the people want. There's a reason why No Way Home broke box office records and the Batman, as sexy as Robert Pattinson is as Bruce Wayne, didn't. 
The people know what they want. And the people want the shit-rolling African dung beetle! And yeah, they collect the poop to eat and sometimes even lay their eggs in it so that when they hatch, it's almost like they're a little baby chick inside an egg feeding on their yolk until they get big and strong. And there are actually some beetles that will continue to live inside that pile of poop even after they grow big and strong and then will lay their eggs in a pile of poop right next to them. And these type of dung beetles don't even roll the poop. They just climb on in and get comfy. Another species will steal those nicely rolled balls of poo from the beetles who roll them so that they can lay their eggs inside. What a way to come into this world. Think about it. These baby dung beetles get laid inside shit, and it's, it's not even their own shit or even their parents' shit, which might make it a bit more tolerable, but no. They full-on enter into this world born into a soft, warm stench of someone else's shit. As nasty as this is to imagine. Yeah, thanks for that. These nasty poop-born, poop-eating beetles are very, very important to the ecosystem. And it's more than the fact that they just clean up after animals poop. By moving and relocating their droppings, it allows for plants to grow more successfully. Otherwise, they could be choked out. Not in that weird sexual way. It's just like if you leave a kiddie pool in the grass for too long, and the grass underneath will eventually die. That's what would be happening if not for the beetles. As we said, elephants can poop a lot. We also know that poop is manure, fertilizer. So by spreading slash moving other animals' poop around, and some get scattered here and there, it's just more nutrients for those plants to grow. And if most of that poop doesn't get eaten or picked up by dung beetles, then that would attract more parasites and thereby spread diseases and infections. And remember, dung beetles aren't just in Africa, they're everywhere and on every continent, with the exception of Antarctica. Meaning there are dung beetles right in your backyard who are doing Mother Nature's work in helping to keep you and this planet alive and healthy. This is why I love poop and why poop is so important and why, of all things, I want to talk about poop for my birthday week. So happy birthday. Poop, 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 poop. So the next time you drop the kids off at the pool or take the Browns to the Super Bowl, take a second before you flush. So to appreciate all the amazingly fascinating and weird ways animals use poop. Whether that be their own poop or another's poop, either way, they're using that poop to make this wonderful, weird world the amazing working machine that it is. Stay weird. <laughs>